0: You're now tuned into the Morning Star Show with Supersize Seventy Five. <laughs> hey, don't shoot the messenger. It's a nigga shit. <laughs> All right,
1: once again, you are tuned in to the Morning Star Show featuring your gracious and humble host, Super Slot 75. Um, I'm going to give a shout out to around uh, the Boards, uh, producer extraordinaire, Sandy Ashby. Uh, you can also visit us on uh, www.onthawakaradio.com. Uh, we are also on SoundCloud, YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher for the replays. Also, the call in number is 678 um, 4393. You can find me on YouTube under SuperSlot 75. Merchandise is always available through teespring.com forward slash SuperSlot. And also, you can also, uh, we're asking if you, uh, if you feel you need to do so. If you want to do so, you can also always donate $1, $2, any amount uh, you can, which will go to the website. Cover airtime, uh, personalities, all that good stuff. The labor of love, but we still live in a costly world. And if you appreciate the free content, please help us to keep the message uncensored and free. You can always donate through PayPal at on the wake up Radio at gmail.com Also, if you like an advertisement slot, please hit us up at uh, on the Wake up Radio at gmail So, um, as of late. Uh, let me see, the FDA, where have they been up Oops, let me see, where is that? All right, so the FDA, oh no, I'm sorry, the U.S. Nuclear Regulatory Commission is now forcing uh, SD.com to take down ads which contain the crystal, metal, and resin technology known as organite. Uh, the interesting part is organite was shown by Wilhelm Reich to, in fact, deactivate nuclear radiation. He was also pursued by the FDA. Now, one must ask themselves, why would the Nuclear Regulatory Commission uh, ask this particular website to stop selling these products? Now, Wilhelm Reich, for those that don't know, is considered to be the father of organ um, organ technology, even though I first heard of it through uh, the late great doctor, Douglas uh, Blair, rest in peace. So, let me just do a quick background on Wilhelm Reich and all his troubles he went through to get us the information as far as organ and organ technology. So, Dr. Wilhelm Wright uh, was born in 1897, uh, still noted historically for his work in psychiatry, psychiatry and psychoanalysis. However, Dr. Wright's work in biophysics has been stricken from the historical record. Let's see, in the mid-1930s, Dr. Wright began noticing an energetic connection that is shared by all living beings and had the clarity of mind to not dismiss the observation as unimportant. Dr. Wright called this energy organ and worked for decades demonstrating its laws and studying its various manifestations. Uh, his work has encompassed 40 years within six countries. Um, his life's work was banned in America and tons of his books and journals burned by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration bureaucratic decree. Uh, Prior to his ergon- ergonomic research, Dr. Wright had earned an international reputation as a scientist of integrity. One after he de- demonstrated orbital energy to Albert Einstein. Okay, so okay, Wilhelm Reich was born in Austria in 1897 as the son of a wealthy farmer. And as was common at the time, he was homeschooled first by his mother and later by his uh, by a number of tutors. Now his family had a bunch of dysfunction, so Reich's family was tragically dysfunctional. And at the age of 13, his mother poisoned herself to flee the abuse of Reich's violently tempered father. Four years later, Reich's father died of pneumonia and financially destitute and lonely. Reich, at 17, ran the farm himself for a short time after his father's death, but the property was destroyed by World War I in 1915. After serving in the Austrian army on the Italian front, Reich began attending classes at the University of Vienna, and graduated in 1922 as a doctor of medicine. Uh, while studying for his doctorate, Wright became a protege of Dr. Sigmund Freud, uh, and soon become graduating the clinical assistant for Freud's psychoanalytical clinic, where he himself became a pioneer in psychoanalysis. Okay. Now, in his book, Character Analysis, 1933, Dr. Wright detailed a biological basis for neurosis and provided a step toward the discovery of the cosmic organ energy. During the years of 1936-1939, Dr. Wright conducted experiments concerning the idea of airborne infection. He showed that microorganisms formed themselves from inorganic material and disintegrated organic substances. He proved where airborne germs came from and demonstrated that the absurdity of the commonly held air germ theory. It was during these experiments in 1939 that Dr. Wright accidentally discovered radiation particles, which he later named or gone. Okay. Uh, as he continued to experiment with these bions, he noticed that when he placed live cancer cells next to them, the cells would die. It was during these days of observing these uh, phenomena that Dr. Wright came down with an extreme case of conjunctivitis, and his eyes became very sensitive to light. He noticed that it affected his eyes the most when he was looking at these That's a cool stick with a microscope. Uh, What else? Okay, during the course of his work in the winter of 1939, Dr. White also noticed that he had developed a sun can under his clothing. He reasoned he was being exposed to some type of radiation and it greatly worried him. He used a radium electroscope to test the culture tube and it gave no reaction took a few weeks for him to realize that his newly noticed radiation that he had named Fogon was present everywhere. So taking his safe obion into the darkness of the basement and waiting for two hours, he noticed that his hair and clothing emitted a blue glimmer and the room was filled with a hazy, slow-moving gray-blue vapor. Over time, Dr. Wright demonstrated that the organic radiation was the same energy that the sun gave off and that the incandescing and swelling of the sand had released this energy once again from its material state. He was forced to this conclusion by the facts before him, but he admitted having ought to overcome great emotion and reluctance in doing so. Uh, Further experiments showed that his ever-present organ would be repelled by metal objects and absorbed by organic material. And by making a box with alternate layers of organic material, such as wool and metal, Reich found that he could accumulate a more concentrated field of organ he called these boxes organ accumulators and they played a major role in his experimentation with organ. Now this is where the the U.S. gets involved. Nearly 15 years later the American government made every attempt to wipe the word organ from the English vocabulary by banning the accumulator and destroying Dr. Reich's books. Dr. Wright was able to watch organ in the various forms it would take on within the accumulator. The forms were labeled uh, a bluish-gray fog-like formation, deeply blue-violet luminous dots, and whitish rapid rays. He was also able to demonstrate and measure organ with a thermometer and electroscope, as well as a Geiger counter. Okay. Okay. So, for example, it's not that organ is radioactive. But in the case of a Geiger counter's reaction to an organ concentration, it may seem that way. In actuality, the concentration of organ likely changes the properties of the gas in the Geiger counter's high-voltage tube, causing the gas to behave differently, like ice behaves differently than water or steam. And thus, the Geiger counter acts as if something radioactive was present. This is the common problem that's often overlooked, overlooked uh, consideration when analyzing experiments that involve psychic energy such as psychokinesis. Uh, did the psychic mind influence the actual thermometer that's buried 50 feet below or vice versa? Okay. What astounded Dr. Wright was that the fact that for over 2,000 years the presence of this organ energy was overlooked and argued away whenever a scholar attempted to describe what he saw. What Dr. Wright discovered is nothing short of an energy responsible for the biological pulsation of life on Earth. Okay. Rather than embracing Dr. Wright's discovery, the collective politically motivated scientific community responded with levels of anger and derision that bordered on hatred. Rather than conducting their own investigation and furthering the knowledge of Orgon energy for the betterment of mankind, the scientific community led a charge to destroy any document that even mentioned the word Orgon. Okay. Okay, I'm getting to where they really went after him. Okay, in his book Cancer Biopsy, 1948, Dr. Wright recreates his carefully documented work regarding the treatment of several cancer patients deemed hopeless and terminal by orthodox medicine. Several other cancer patients were cured, but being the careful man of science he was, Dr. Wright was careful not to declare organ treatment as a cure for cancer. After a lengthy harassment campaign by the FDA over the medical use of organ, that began in the nineteen forties, subsequently Dr. Wright died in prison in nineteen fifty-seven. All of his books and papers were, by federal decree, burned up to up through nineteen fifty-two, Even further on to nineteen seventy, the government of the United States has declared that organ did not exist. An organ was the only word that was necessary to appear in print to qualify the material as worthy of destruction. Okay. During the course of his very organ experiments, Dr. Wright touched upon many aspects of science, among these the disciplines of medicine, physics, cosmology, and meteorology. He discovered atm- atmospheric organ and noticed that in the presence of pollutants of various kinds, including electromagnetic emissions, the organ would become stagnant and cause illness and environmental damage. Dr. White called this stagnant organ or dead organ. The effect of dead organ would often be that the drought and the formation of deserts. To counter the effect of dead organ, Dr. Wright added long pops to an organ accumulator box and pointed it skyward to help balance the atmospheric organ and bring rain. He called this device a cloud buster. In one experiment in 1954 in October, Dr. Wright was... Was successful in bringing rain to the desert around Tucson, Arizona. Even before the rain fell, the newly balanced Oregon had caused the grass to grow a foot tall in the desert. This... Oh, never mind that check. Okay, this green technical stretch some forty to eighty miles to the east and north of that city. Um... Okay, okay, I'm moving on, moving on. Bear with me. Okay. Moving no, on. Nope, nope, nope. Nope, 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 nope. Nope. Okay, so now let me get into the injunction. So over the years, the FDA interviewed physicians that write students and his patients asking about the organ accumulators. Okay. Uh, a professor at the University of Oregon who bought an accumulator told the FDA inspector that he uh, the device was phony, but found it helpful because his wife sat quietly in it for four hours a day. Uh, on 90, uh, July 29, 1952, three inspectors arrived at Oregon, Oregon uh, at his house unannounced. Uh, he chased one of them away with a shotgun. Okay, in February of 1954, the United States attorney for the district of maine filed a 27 page complaint seeking a permanent injunction under sections 301 and 302 of the federal food drug and Cosm- cosmetic act to prevent interstate shipping of organic accumulators and to ban promotional literature in a letter to the judge uh Dr. Wright wrote, My factual position in this case, as well as in the world of science as today, does not permit me to enter the case against the Food and Drug Administration. Since such an action would, in my mind, imply admission of the authority of this special branch of government to pass judgment on primordial, preatomic, cosmic organ energy. I therefore rest the case in full confidence in your hands. Now, the injunction was granted by default. On March 19th, 1964, the judge ordered that all accumulators, parts, and instructions be destroyed and that several of Wright's books that mentioned Oregon be withheld. Uh, now, here's what they pretty much getting locked up. While Reich was in Arizona in May of 1956, one of his associates sent an accumulator part through the mail to another state in violation of the injunction. After an FDA inspector posing as a customer requested it, Wright and another associate, Dr. Michael Silvert, were charged with contempt of court. Silvert had been looking after the inventory of Wright's actions. Wright at first refused to attend court and was later arrested and held for two days until a supporter posted a bail of $30,000. Representing himself during the hearing, he admitted to be a violation but pleaded not guilty and hinted at conspiracy. During a recess, the judge apparently suggested a psychiatric evaluation to Wright's wife, and, but this was not communicated to Wright. The jury found him guilty on May 7, 1956, and he was sentenced to two years' imprisonment. Gilbert was sentenced to one year and a day, and the Wilhelm Wright Foundation was fined $10,000, and the accumulated and associated literature were to be destroyed. All right, so now I'm going to get to the book burning part. Now, on June 5th, 1956, two FDA officials arrived at his residence to supervise the destruction of the accumulators. Most of them had been sold by that time, and another 50 were with Silver in New York. Only three were at his, at his home. The FDA agents were not allowed to destroy them, only to supervise their destruction. So, Wright's friends and his son, Peter, chopped them up with axes as the agents watched. Uh, Okay, on June 26th, the agents returned to supervise the destruction of the promotional material, including 251 copies of Wright's books. Uh, Um, Okay, August 23rd, six tons. Six tons of Wright's books, journals, and papers were burned in New York and and, in an incinerator. The public incinerator focused on 25th Street. The materials included copies of several of his books, including the sexual revolution, character analysis, and the mass psychology of fascism. Even though these books had been published in Germany before Reich ever discovered or died, they also burned the English editions. Uh, Okay, 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 okay. So now we're getting to his imprisonment. Uh Reich appealed the lower court's decision in October nineteen fifty-six. Uh, the Court of Appeals upheld it on December eleventh. He wrote several times to J. Edgar Hoover for requesting a meeting and a eventual pardon, and which was decided on February twenty fifth, nineteen fifty-seven, to not review the case. On March 12 fifty seven, Reich and Silver were sent to Danbury Federal Prison. Silver committed suicide. In 1958, of May, five months after his release. Um, okay, okay. On March 19th, Wright was transferred to the Lewisburg Federal Federal Penitentiary and examined again. This time, it was decided that he was mentally competent and that his personality seemed intact, though so he might be become psychotic from stress. Uh, he applied for a presidential pardon in May. No avail. His friends visited him, visited him in prison a few times. Uh, okay, okay. he's uh, dead. Reich failed to appear for roll call on November 3rd, 1957 and was found at 7 a.m. in his bed fully clothed but for his shoes. The prison doctor said he had died during the night of Myocardial insufficiency with sudden heart failure. He was buried at a, at a vault in his home. That he asked his caretaker to give in nineteen fifty five. He left instructions there in, uh, not said uh, there be no religious ceremony, but that a record should be played of Schubert's Ave Maria, sung by Marian Anderson, and that his granite headstone should simply read Wilhelm Reich, born March 24, 1897, died. Uh, November 3rd, 1957. Okay. So, the father of organ energy, basically, yeah, he we, we got the Tesla treatment in so many words. And this is part of why the uh, U.S. Nuclear Regulatory Commission kind of wants this stuff off the shelves. Alright, so that was just the lead way into the main crux of what we're going to talk about tonight. Now, tonight's part two of the last, the last discussion we had Was regarding The 1960s music And being held by the military So while the 60s, the hippies music was going on At the same time, across the pond You had groups like the Rolling Stones The Beatles and Led Zeppelin Also engaging in Occulted practices Military operations Things of that nature, so what we're going to do Real quick, is kind of go into The history of the Occult with Led Zeppelin and for those of you, if don't know who Led Zeppelin is, I don't know what else to tell you. Uh, let me put my notes for Led Zeppelin. Led, 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 Led. Okay. Now, Jimmy Page, the reads his heart, Led Zeppelin. Now, in his words, he says, and I quote, my interest in the occult started when I was 15. I do not worship the devil, but magic does entreat me. Magic of all kinds. I read magic and theory and practice when I was about 11 years old, but it wasn't for some years that I missed, that I understood what it was all about. Now, let Zeppelin's connection to the occult, uh, basically, begin begin with Jimmy Page. Uh, page's are the with references to uh, Alistair Crowley, magic, the OTO, um, At one point, it was said that he was a member of OCO. It had never been verified. Uh, Let's see. Okay. Paige has always been a fan of Alexa Crowley since his youth, and as an adult, went so far as to buy Crowley's old house at Loch Ness called Bowlstein Manor. The house is itself is said to be haunted. According to legend, a church full of parishioners burned down on the spot where the home was eventually erected, and that their souls still turn up on the property from time to time. Let me repeat that again. The house <laughs> according to legend, a church full of parishioners burned down on the spot where the home was eventually erected, and that their souls still turn up on the property from time to time. Holy shit. Okay. In 1976, Page opened up an occult bookstore called the Equinox of Booksellers and Publishers on Kensington High Street in London. It remained open for about 10 years and reprinted several of Crowley's books. When asked why he opened up the store, Jimmy said there was not one bookshop in London with a good collection of occult books, and I was so pissed off not being able to get the books I wanted. Okay. According to those in the know, Jimmy Page has the largest collection of Crowley uh, memorabilia and books in private hands. He owns wands, clothing, books, letters, and various other ritual tools. Uh, while most of Jimmy's friends say that the stuff is kept in, locked up in a vault, uh, singer Michael DeFar said that he and Page played with it all-in-one afternoon, even going so far as to dress up in Crowley's robes. The respect that Paige felt for Crowley rarely turned up in Led Zeppelin, but it did make the wax on Led Zeppelin Three. Early pressings of the album have the words, Jews, What Thou, Wilt, engraved into the runoff near the record's label. The cover for Into the Outdoor features a figure who looks a lot like Aleister Crowley circa 1940. And besides these two specific instances, the likeness and the words that Aleister Crowley don't feature in the albums of Led Zeppelin. Uh, Also, like I said before, the image of Crowley also covers the Beatles' Sgt. Peppers' uh, Lonely Hearts Club album as well. Now, Robert Plant, his connection goes like this. Robert Plant was a hippie. He loved the psychedelic sound coming out of San Francisco. He wore tie-dye and generally was a peace and love guy. Uh, unlike Jimmy Page and John Paul Jones, Robert Plant wasn't a veteran of London's music team. He grew up in the more rural Birmingham, like his buddy John Bonham, who plays the drum. Plant's interests lied, lied outside of the realm of ceremonial magic. Uh, okay. He also worked closely with J.R. Tolkien. If you know, not sure who J.R. Tolkien is, J.R. Tolkien wrote The Hobbit. Uh, so all those spin-off books that Tim Bell came from J.R. Tolkien. Uh, there's also references to a lot of Led Zeppelin songs referencing uh, J.R. Tolkien Uh, okay so here's an interesting one so uh, Ramble On from Led Zeppelin 2 was the first time something from Middle Earth popped up in the music of Led Zeppelin Robert saying, mine's a tale that can't be told My freedom I hold dear how years ago in days of old when magic filled the air in the darkest depths of Mordor I met a girl so fair, a golem, and the evil one crept up and slipped away with her. Mm-mm-mm. Also, the song "Misty Mountain Hop" was named after a fictional mountain range on Middle Earth. Um, for those that, if you remember the, uh, I believe the first part of the song, when the dwarves got together. Uh, they're at the inn, and they're all kind of, you know, drinking and stuff, and they start singing a song on Misty Mountain. <laughs> you know, they're singing the song. That's where that came from. Okay. Uh, let's see. Let me get more into these. Okay, now, Les Zeppelin's greatest monument to the cult is their fourth album, called Number 4. Now, over time, it's been called Zoso by some, by mistake, by Simply the Runes. Uh, Led and 4 is the band's best-selling album and most mysterious. It was released without a title, and the band's name is glaringly absent from the album cover. The album cover features a solitary old man with a bundle of sticks tied to his back. Jimmy uh, Page has tried to popularize the idea that the man on the album cover represents a lifestyle that fosters harmony and with nature. According to Page, the picture was found in a junk store by Robert Plant and then worked into the cover of the band's fourth record. While it's a nice story, it's not true. Now, the picture was created specifically for the album cover and bears a striking resemblance to the English honeyman old George Pickingill. Now, here's the backstory of Pickingill. Pickingill was a turn of the century English cunningcrafter with a rather sinister reputation. Cunningcraft is the practice of English folk magic and cunning men and cunning women plied their trades and rule English religious for centuries. The use of cunning craft was not seen as adversarial to Christianity either, and cunning men were important parts of their communities, much like a black man. Now, instead of being held in high regard by those in the community, as many as which craft would be, he was a social outcast and a figure of fear. Allegedly, he was also the teacher of Alistair Crowley, and also English, which Gerald Gardner and founded several witch covens in rural England. Okay, sorry about that. Okay, now while the witch coven stuff has not been verified, Pickingville was a real person and the association with Crowley was a strong one by 1971. Strong enough that the picture is no accident. There be... Okay, Okay. now uh, As far as the symbols on The four albums The four rooms or symbols which appear On the spine of the record jacket And the album sleeve, each symbol Is a reference to one of the four members Of Led Zeppelin As none of the band's members names appear Anywhere in the album credits The idea of the four room symbols uh, belong with the page according to sources page and plant had their symbols custom made for the record while bonham and jones picked their symbols from a book jones has said that he and bonham's symbols came from rudolph kopf's book of signs which was handed to him by page with instructions to pick something out jones's symbol is a popular modern room depicting a circle and intersected by three ovals now, the rune stands for integrity and confidence John bottom symbol is simply three interlocking circles and either represents the trinity of man woman child or father son holy ghost a bonzo symbol also bore a close resemblance to the logo of for the valentine bear now the egyptian goddess of truth and justice Ma, inspired plant symbol of a circle with a feather in the middle of it Ma was the patroness of the pharaohs, and her symbol was the feather Okay, it's likely that the ideas of truth and justice appealed to plant, or appeal to plant rather, and he might have been reading a book on the Egyptian dead uh, at the time he crafted his symbol. Now, the most mysterious of the four symbols belongs to Jimmy Page. Uh, the word that, that p- p- people keep calling the album is also, it's not actually the actual word. Uh, according to Jimmy, the sign has its origins in a series of doodles he got it down while on the phone in the spring of 1971. Pages' symbols bear a strong resemblance to a glyph found in the 16th century book Ars Magica Artistici by Jay Cardin. Astrologi- in a section of astrological signs of the Zoso rune appears almost as in 1971. The separate components of the rune signs indicate different themes. The stylized V is a reference to the astrological sign of Capricorn, which is Pages' sun sign. He also is open to various interpretations. The two most common are that it stands for six, 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 or that it represents the alchemical symbol for Mercury. And besides the ruins, the most mysterious part of Led Zeppelin 4 is the song, Stay With the Heaven. Now, I've seen it explained as a Christian allegory, or I've seen it as a hymn to Satan. Um, now, let me see. Okay. The most intimate part of Sailor to Heaven is this particular verse here. If there's a bustle in your head grove, don't be alarmed now. If it's a spring queen for the May queen, yes, there are two paths you can go by, but in the long run, there's still time to change the road you're on. Now, the, the, the common story is if you play it backwards. Now, I've, I've heard this over years, the years and years and years. The people have played this record backwards and the power of suggestion is very, very, it's weird. If someone suggests something to you long enough, over the course of enough times yeah, you'll convince yourself you hear it. So I remember hearing this play backwards, and then they actually, someone wouldn't type the words up. So this is what it supposedly says when you play Stay uh, With Heaven backwards. It says, allegedly, here's to my sweet Satan, the one whose little path would make me sad. Whose power is fake he So he'll give those him with him six six six. There was a little tool shed where he made us suffer sad statement. <laughs> I, I would suggest you do you know you do it yourself to see what what you come up with. Um, let me see what else. Now the the technique is called uh, backwards match. Uh, several um, artists back in the '60s do it. Jimmy Hendrix did it on. Um, are you experienced? He played, you know, there's a section of, of his solo, it's played backwards. Um, now, the section it is not a, it is a very deliberate technique. It's a, basically a fine piece of studio trickery, uh, heavily used in the early 70s. Now, what's so interesting about the Stairway to Heaven Satan problem is that the alleged shout out to the devil can be heard on both live and studio versions of the song. Now, that argues in favor of coincidence, but in all honesty, I wouldn't put a trick like that above Jimmy. Nah. Now, while Zeppelin was always accused of devil worship, uh, the stairway theory didn't really begin until 1982 when and again a uh, radio preacher from California uh, actually tried to play the record backwards. And he was the one that pretty much started that rumor or the, um, the interest of playing the record backwards to hear the particular safety part. Um, Okay, now let me get to my next part where people started dying around it. Okay, okay, okay. bookstore, bookstore, bookstore. Okay, here's where here's where it gets weird. In February 1970, Plant was nearly killed in a single car crash, requiring some performances in a wheelchair. Then, two months later, Plant's Aston Martin fell on him while he was working under it, crushing his lips. Now, this is the time when supposedly Page asked the band to perform a magical ritual with him, a ritual that would bring the band power uh, unimaginable and something akin to everlasting life. Um, okay. Okay. Um, everyone but Page allegedly got the band. Okay. Page allegedly got the band, minus one, to, jo- to join in this solemn ceremony. John Paul Jones was the only one that did not take part in the ritual. Mm, okay, like I mentioned before, the first evidence of the pact showed up on Legend Zeppelin 3. Um, okay, written into the vinyl, carved with the stylus into the text-pressing acetate more correctly, was so mote it be on one side and do what thou wilt on the other. Mm. Mm-hmm. getting to the old man okay okay symbols. symbols oh, yeah. let's talk about that okay uh, okay Sandy Denny uh, Fairport Convention um, she was on a song called Battle of Evermore she ended up getting her own uh, symbol as well uh, in the credits, her symbol is related to both the Godhead and the power of the female. Okay, according to Pamela, the the bars, uh, she was a huge goopy back then, and at, at one point uh, was uh, Jimmy Page's main girlfriend. Uh, Jimmy got very deep into the Crowley myth, taking her to Dallas, San Francisco, and, and Los Angeles for Crowley uh, memorabilia. She managed to come up with some impressive artifacts. Manuscript and even the magical roles for Crowley War. Then he bought the mint in 1970. Okay. London magazine Disc and Music Echo feature a cover story in their April 1972 issue entitled Jimmy Page on Magic. In his words, I quote My house used to belong to Alexa Crowley. I knew that when I moved in, magic is very important. If people go, can go through it, I think is completely relevant to today. We're still seeking for truth. The search goes on. In quote. Um, Okay. Visitors to his manor, the Boatsy Manor, said that at dusk, the outdoor patio was awash with shadows, phantoms, and ghostly shapes. Residue of decades of conjuring and whatnot. Uh, Whatever you may believe, maids and servants were quick to turn over an employment. As all agreed, the place was haunted to the point of being uninhabitable and beyond creepy. Page sold the manor in 1992 and had been wary of actually living there, leaving a caretaker in his stead and spending only six weeks living there out of the 22 years he owned the place. Uh, the place burned down in 2016 with no cause ever found now enter Kenneth Anger Kenneth Anger is uh, a crowded disciple and filmmaker uh, he was a noted underground filmmaker drug taker and sub, uh, subversive when Abby Hoffman and Jerry Rubin hatched the plan to exercise and levitate the pentagon in 1967 people took it as a UP uh, large stage show however anger was esconded under a truck physically drawing magical circles burning incense enchanting spells and invoking truly and seriously trying to do a real ritual uh, exorcism Now, when plans for his film Lucifer Rising began to go astray the lead actor Bobby Bocellet later convicted of murder as a Manson family member had to quit Anton LaVey of the Church of Satan had a cameo and he had an off on relationship with the Rolling Stones for soundtrack work. Um, Rough cuts and cameras were stolen by uh, Bruce Allais. To take his revenge, Anger made a magic talisman, one side of which was a likeness, likeness of Boussolet and the other of the Toad. Uh, on this was written, Bob Bruce Allais turned into a Toad by Kenneth Anger. Bruce Allais ended up in jail for life or murdered within a year. Now, Denise Page steps in to do the soundtrack. Now, the music Page produced was genuinely creepy. Some showed up in on the in through the outdoor as the intro to it into the evening. Uh, Anger moved into the Boleskine uh, Manor and they shared their love of Crowley memorabilia. Anger was eventually asked to leave Page's house where he had been living as the relationship generated and Page pulled out in 1975. Mm-hmm. okay now this is what, this is the weird part uh, anger did a major flame job in the media publicly but privately said he had cursed page and the group Led Zeppelin with one huge spell uh, he... okay so this is where things kind of went left with Led Zeppelin first Robert Plant was yet in another car crash plunging off a cliff in Greece, 1975, nearly killing him, his wife, and his child, Carrie. This forced the cancellation of the remainder of the physical graffiti tour and postponed the recording of *Presence*, which Plant was forced to record in his wheelchair. The makeup tour was then plagued by a plethora of highly negative events. A sudden case of laryngitis for Plant after the band had shipped all of their equipment and instruments to the States, meant zero rehearsing was possible. Ticketless fans in Cincinnati rioted and stormed the gates, oddly the site of the infamous trampling incident at the Who, two years later that killed 11 people. In San Francisco manager Peter Grant and Don Bonham roughed up Bill Graham and nearly beat a Bill Graham employee to death, Bonham and Grant narrowly escaped serious charges in the corporation. Then Carrot got kicked. The best positions money and private debt could buy all had the same answer. He had no idea what is wrong. He passed away in 1977, right after the, the grand incident. As the band arrived in New Orleans, they got the news. The tour was immediately canceled. Plant quit the band and music in response to Paige and Jones not showing up to his son's funeral. Zeppelin truly seemed cursed. Uh, things seemed to implode. Uh, Paige was nearly comatose on a daily basis from a crippling heroin addiction. Bonham's alcoholism raced out of control and he became increasingly violent and unpredictable. In 1978, Sandy Denny, the goddess of the Battle of Evermore, plunged drunkenly down a flight of stairs and broke her neck and died. Sheep. Finally, in September 1980, John Bonham was sent home blisteringly drunk from a band rehearsal. Handlers cut him in bed. He only drank 40 or so shots. He said he would be fine. He died in his sleep. Oh, goodness. Okay. Um, The curse, this all took place under a span of five years. Um, Only Don Paul Jones, the only one not to sign the, the proposal contract, remained unscathed. Okay. Page had said several times in interviews that he was using a system that worked. When asked about Crowley. Clearly, the practices were generally involved in, on some level, and some creepy and frightening pat, uh, personages danced in the background of the story. Anger does seem to be a demonstrable potential curse source. Okay, things started to backfire just as the band became the worldwide legend they had gradually evolved those years prior. Um, now, What's been said that Page has violated the fourth pillar of the O.T.O. commandment, to be silent, by dropping some larger hints as to what his uh, in, in, um, info would be in 1970s interviews, which do some magical actions, but this is the thing that, um gets me. Um, black, ma- black magicians who with the stuff usually, they, they do protect the spells on themselves, uh, so to, pre- you know, prevent uh, such melees from other magicians. Um, because black magic is notoriously for either backfiring or not working in the way it's supposed to, collateral damage around events associated with this behavior is well known.
0: Um,
1: okay, so looking back on Page's career since 1980, his level of addiction to heroin is like a production music week. Failed, death, in a reunion. Uh, general death of accomplishments and afternoon nearly two decades of brilliance, nothing. Um, and a fairly decent body count to go along with it. There's enough to make you kind of scratch your head. okay. So that pretty much wraps up the, uh, the ties with uh, the occult and Led Zeppelin. And there's a little bit more to it, but all that stuff is pretty much filler at this point. So what I'm going to do is take a quick break, and I will be back with you guys in about five minutes. All right.
0: State versus Us Magazine. Make sure you get your copy at a location near you. Visit us on our website at statevsusmag.com. Get into the minds of the hardened convict who has been wronged by the system. This magazine will give you high-profile cases. It will give you corruption information on what's happening in the prison system, police department, and the government. Also, success stories of former inmates such as myself. If you have a story to tell, one advertisement, or a feature, email us at statevsusmag at gmail.com. Visit our social media on Instagram at statevsus and on Facebook. State vs. U.S. Magazine. We are the voice of the voiceless. State versus Us Magazine.
1: Uh, the Morning Star Show features Super Five Seventy Five, and the greatest and tired and humble host, Super Five Seventy Five. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Ron and the boards, Our producer extraordinaire, Cindy Ashby. You can always visit us on www on the wake of radio.com. We are on SoundCloud, YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. For the replay, the caller number is always 678 You can find me on YouTube under Superstar 75 Merchandise is always available at com forward slash superstar75. Also, donations of any amount are always accepted. There's a labor of love, but we still live in across the world. If you appreciate the free content, please help us keep the message uncensored and free. You can always donate to PayPal at on the wake of radio. At gmail.com. If you also like the advertising slots, please contact us also at, at the radio at gmail.com. Um, okay, so one of my what I'm going to talk about real quick. All right, so you know that Facebook owns Instagram. So, what is going to happen eventually is Instagram is going to supply, it's going, going to start supplying uh, Facebook your location. Uh, let me pull up the article real quick.
0: Okay. I'm going to order that. Okay.
1: Instagram has been spotted prototyping a new privacy setting that would allow it to share your location history with Facebook. That means your exact GPS coordinates collected by Instagram, even when not using the app, will so help Facebook to target you with ads and recommend you relevant content. The geotag data would appear to users in their Facebook profiles' activity logs, which include daily maps of the places you've been. Uh, this could mean a data could upset users who want to limit Facebook surveillance of their lives. Um, see. With Facebook installing its former VP of news feed and close friend of Mark Zuckerberg, Adam Mosseri, as the head of Instagram. Some critics have worried that Facebook would attempt to squeeze more value value out of Instagram, including driving referral uh, traffic to the main app via notifications, including additional ads, or pulling in more data. Uh, Facebook was sued for breaking its promise to the uh, European regulations that it would not co-mingle WhatsApp and Facebook data, leading to a $122 fine. -hmm. Now, a Facebook post post-posed, TechCrunch, that to confirm we have introduced updates to our location settings, as you know, we often work on ideas that may evolve over time or ultimately not be tested or released. Instagram does not currently store location history, so keep we'll people updated with any changes to our location settings in the future, that effectively confirms location history sharing is something Instagram is total so tight. And that is considering launching but hasn't yet. Uh, the screenshots come courtesy of mobile research and feature tech bunch tipster Jane Ling Chi Wong. Her prior finds uh, like phototypes of Instagram video calling music stickers have drawn no comments from Instagram but then were officially launched in the following months. That lends to the idea that Instagram is about location history. And, Located in the privacy and security settings, the location history option allows Facebook products, including Instagram and Messenger, to build and use a history of precise locations received through location services on your device. It is unclear whether the feature will launch as opt in or opt out as part of the 2011 settlement with the FTC. Over privacy violations, Facebook agree that material retroactive changes to the audience that can view the information users have previously shared on Facebook must now be opt-in. But, since location history is never visible to other users and only deals with data Facebook sees, is exempt from that agreement and could be quietly added. If launched as opt-out, most users would never dig deep enough into their privacy settings to turn the feature off delivering the exact cookie of where Instagram users would, uh, when could assist Facebook with targeting them with local ads across its family of apps. If users are found to visit certain businesses, countries, neighborhoods, or schools, Facebook could use that data to infer which products they want to buy and promote them. It can even show ads for restaurants or shops close to where the users spend their days. Nearby friends feature, nearby friends feature, nearby friends feature, nearby friends feature, nearby friends feature. Nearby friends feature. It replaces the list of these of friends locations with a map. Touring and location history from Instagram put help keep that map up to date. <laughs> Sources tell TechCrunch that Instagram founders Kevin System, and Mike Krieger left the company following increasing tensions with Zuckerberg about dwindling autonomy of their apps within the Facebook Corporation. This one apparently clashed with Zuckerberg over how Instagram was supposed to contribute to Facebook's success, especially as younger users began abandoning the older social network for the newer digital media app. Facebook is under immense pressure to keep up revenue growth despite its running out of news feed, ad inventory, and users switching to stories that advertisers are still acclimating uh, Facebook is in a heated competition with Google for last mile local advertising and will take any advantage of uh, Basically, Instagram has served as a life raft for Facebook's brand this year amidst an onslaught of scandals, including fake news, election interference social media addiction and most recently a security breach that gave hackers to access tokens for 50 million users that could have that can take over their accounts <laughs> a survey of 1,153 U.S. adults conducted in March 2018 found that 57% of them did not know Instagram was owned by Facebook okay. alright that's the back um. Let's get into some Other stuff Now This guy here His name is Luis Elizondo <coughs> Who is Luis Elizondo Luis Elizondo Used to run the top secret Advanced aerospace threat Identification program which investigators flying saucers Now before I get into What he actually did He recently said this let me take the gallery. Bear with me, bear with me, Okay. Um, Louis Elizondo ran a program for 15 years. Um basically said as far as the particle accelerators. They, he said in his words that they were speeding up the particles up to light speed and smashing them together to create black holes and how they were working at spacecraft that can they were working on spacecraft that can get uh, to Kepler planets that are millions of uh, years away from Earth and he said we should be waiting in about 20 years Kepler planets let's look at what a Kepler planet is and it all saved now just Okay. okay, Kepler planets. Okay, the most popular one is called Kepler 22b, and it is an extrasolar planet orbiting within the empirical habit- habitable zone of the sun life star Kepler 22. It is located Approximately 638 light years from Earth and the constellation of Cygnus. It was discovered by NASA in December 2011 and was the first known transiting planet to orbit within the habitable zone of a sun like star. Kepler 22 is too dim to be seen with the naked eye. Basically, this is where they want to go. This particular region of planet here. Capra 22 b size is roughly twice the size of Earth. Its mass and surface composition are unknown. An Earth-like composition for the planet has been ruled out. It is likely to have a volatile rich composition with a liquid or gaseous outer shell. The only parameters of this planet's orbit that are currently available are its orbital period, which is about 290 days, and its inclination, which is approximately 90 degrees. Uh, evidence suggests that the planet has a moderate surface temperature, assuming that the, heat, uh, the surface is not subjected to extreme greenhouse heating in the absence of an atmosphere. <laughs> the planet's first transit was observed on May 12, 2009. Now, there's other types of planets. How many have been confirmed so far? Right now, 1,284 planets have been discovered. But these plants, the Kepler's, is where they want to go, basically. Okay, so getting back to Luis Elizondo. <laughs> All right, so the program that Luis Elizondo ran uh, had a budget of $16 million a year. Uh, Alex he ran his the French, he ran his program for 15 years. It was run from the fifth floor of the Pentagon, two ring in Washington, D.C. Former Nevada Democrat Senator Harry Reid pushed for its creation in 2007 with analysis conducted by Bigelow Aerospace of Nevada. Uh, Stunned U.S. Navy pilots observed a whole fleet of UFOs that were going against 120 miles per hour winds in one case from 2015. Uh, Advanced sensors revealed the unknown object had no propulsion system and slow to a near stop before rotating it is clean now elizondo has lifted little bit on what he claims has been learned through the Pentagon program about completely out of the world of the UFOs he said I think we've come very close to understanding the physics of how it works and that's very exciting for the first time we have a compelling picture that we are seeing is explained in our current understanding of physics, physics advanced physics and quantum mechanics so basically they mean they, they reverse engineered everything they found Incredible footage emerged last year of a sighting involving the battleship USS Nimitz in 2004 in the Pacific Pacific Ocean off the coast of San Diego. Two new U.S. Navy pilot commander David Flavor and lieutenant commander Jim Slyke watched in amazement as an object appeared suddenly at 80,000 feet before hurtling towards the sea and stopping at 20,000 feet. He said, and I quote, when they approach for a closer look, the 40-foot-long object accelerate like nothing I've ever seen, said Commander Flavor. And now, Elizondo believes that they may have an explanation for how UFOs achieve such like extreme speed. We do believe all observables we've been seeing, sudden and extreme acceleration, hypersonic velocities, low observability, trans-medium travel, and last but not least, positive lifts anti-gravity is really the manifestation of a super technology. So it's not five exotic technologies we're trying to figure out, it's just one, and we think we know that one too. Scientists employed by Bigelow Aerospace, including a physicist named Dr. Hal Rudolph, came to the conclusion that the craft can effectively create their own time-based bubble, which allows them to fly at such incredible speeds. We believe it has to do with a high amount, amount of energy and the ability to warp space-time. So, for all you Star Trek fans, when they say warp speed, that's basically what they're talking about. Um, we believe it has been, uh, the, the ability to warp space-time, not by a lot, but by a little. So, um, Dragon Ball Z fans, you can watch the tournament of power. Uh, the one particular assassin named Hitch, you can do a time skip. He can move a couple of seconds uh and time ahead of you, like three. I think three seconds is enough for him to kind of get enough ahead of you and all the time that way. So he had a three-second window. So this is sounds similar to what um, being described here. While well, the U.S. government said the A. was closely was closed in two, uh, two was closed in twenty twelve. Alejandro claims he worked on the highly sensitive project until October of last year. Until uh, so he resigned over excessive secrecy and internal opposition uh, He believes the existence of an extraterrestrial would be beyond reasonable doubt If it was ever discussed in court. courts um, And that's pretty much it so,
0: <laughs> excuse
1: me. so for anybody that wants to call in And Talk about whatever the calling number is six seven eight six zero three four three nine three once again at it six seven eight six zero three four three nine three I'm gonna make a quick reference of the speech the, uh, the president of Interpol apparently going mission in China now the funny thing is he's a Chinese diplomat uh, he's actually Chinese so now you have to ask the question is we got a double agent Or did he not do what he was told from the Chinese government? Or why was he allowed to be um, the the president of Interpol, considering Interpol was more like a UK based, a European land operation? Um, He's been missing for roughly 10 days. Now, there's other rumors, a report that he's been arrested, which has not been confounded or has not been proved valid yet. So, pretty much everybody's looking for this guy. I don't know. This is a pretty. Jacked up situation as far as how this can go, especially when it comes to China, and the fact that this guy was basically a Chinese diplomat living in Lyon, France. Um, he was there for China. I guess he had this, the word is he was supposed to submit a report to China. They were looking for somebody, and he has he's been gone ever since. My guess is he won't show up ever again. And you know, not to sound like you know cold about it, but this is what they do. It's what they do, do. So with that being said, I'm gonna take a quick break and we'll come back and uh get into some more topics. All right, give you five minutes. All right, welcome back to the Morningstar show featuring your host, SuperSpot75. I am your host, SuperSlot75. <clears throat> I wanna give a shout out to Ron the Board, producer extraordinaire Cindy Ashby. You can always find us on www. On the Wake of radio.com We are on SoundCloud, YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher for the Replay. The call number is always
0: at 678-203-4393. You can sign you on YouTube. Oh, got a call in the line. Carl, what's going on? What's happening? This is the timekeeper. How you doing? Big dog. Ah. <laughs> Man, let's roast breeze in them last night. That was so ridiculous that show they did last night. To bring his wife the, the Hall of Fame people, bring all their people, need thirty five yards. That's you know, that's a, a couple plays, but no. You watch the film and you watch Josh Norman. He's in he's in press coverage. You watch the play, he's in press coverage. That means he's man to man. He goes and covers the back like he's a linebacker. That's really what he fake did. And so it was so scripted that it's just and, and you know, if you think of gambling, is being in the stadium, I mean, people that are suckers for that don't have a chance. You know,
1: it's funny. My first red okay. flag was, I'm like, why are they bringing the fan on the sideline? Because I'm like, wait a minute. You know,
0: uh-huh.
1: people can, You know, that, that's not a safe spot to be. And... Um, exactly. You know, when I, and when I seen the play, turn out like, oh, my God. I, I, I mean, you, can you, you, uh, could you... Could you... Maybe even more obvious than what it was. I, I didn't like that. It was
0: just so blatant. Yeah. I was like, "Come on, man!" Like, right? That's, that's 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 the whole problem. What got me? It's like at least make a better show of it. But it wasn't even a a good show. Now, now we kind of touched on it on talking back and forth. Um, I knew my man. What was his name? Severn. Uh, the B Severn. Remember, I yes. comment. I used to know. I used to know him because we used to um. Work out in the same gym. He's from Coldwater, Michigan. Okay. And I remember... But did you ever watch the um, Gracie's very first national TV fight? Did you ever watch that fight? I remember it, yeah. And uh, I forgot who he fought. It was somebody. He, but, it he, was a stump. but he he dominated him, remember? It was like yeah. as soon as they got in there, he dominated him. I mean, between every round, he just grabbed him and he just held on to him, you know? And And for television, yeah,